How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Welcome, guys. We are here for the TRM Show, guys. I want to welcome you guys to our show. We have the amazing, the turbo the mentor, the coach, the phenomenal Jamie Fowler in TRM. How are you doing, Jamie, on this wonderful, gorgeous morning as you're in Tampa and I'm in Montreal? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Yeah, got in a great workout, did a little bit of work, uh, wrote some programs, answered some emails. It's been awesome so far. It's kind of cool because we actually reverse roles today. Usually you're the one doing all the leading and the interviewing. And I was like, Jamie, let's do it the other way around. Can I make it more, more like I interview you and we'll kind of switch roles for today and have some fun. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea. So we'll have some fun learning more about your success journey in TRM from like our first text message with it that I got from you like three and a half years ago. Your story is very interesting, intriguing, evolving, like growing. And there's lots to share. Obviously, most people don't, don't even know your whole story, even the ones coming in the last year or so. And they're going to learn today. It's crazy to think that like, they're just like, well, this is Jamie and she's the mentor and that's it. And they don't question it or like, how did she even get to be the mentor? Um, Yeah. So that's, uh, I like, I like the idea. They're probably thinking like she's been successful like all her life or what? No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is, but you know what? It it gives me, I'm not even mad because it, it might give me authority, right? Like, if they're like, oh, she's been successful, I want to learn from someone who's been successful their whole life. But I'm sure there are another group of people who want to learn from people who have struggled and then reach that that peak of success. Agreed. That almost said that almost said that the, the relatability as far as like relating to exactly what you went through when you first began your coaching journey of all these years, because you've been in fitness now for over over a decade, Jamie, correct? I have been a personal trainer for about 15 years. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, 15 years, which makes you, of, yeah. Yeah. Like over, well over experience in the game of personal training. <laughs> I'm definitely over experienced. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. So to kind of go back for a second, before we kind of get to, you know, that text I got from you three and a half years ago, that kind of mate was the first stone of like getting you into TRM. You've been like working with different companies over the years. You've been a trainer, you were bodybuilding.com muscle insider kind of give us a little context there before we kind of go into the other stuff, if you could, please. So my first job ever was actually with bodybuilding.com. And I got it when I was in university, I believe I was 18 or 19 years old. And I had approached, well, I was a huge fan of bodybuilding. I loved, but at the time there was no live stream and I realized I'm dating myself. So for those of you listening, I am so old that the Olympia and the Arnold were not being live streamed. A gentleman named Lane Norton, who you know if you're in the industry, um, would have a laptop in front of him. And as each individual competitor would come on stage, Lane Norton would like essentially type in what the guy looked like, whether his symmetry was on point, his proportions, his size, his conditioning, what the first call out was, who was in the second call out, the third, who was brought back on stage, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And I was following this thread like super closely. But then as soon as the men got off stage, Lane Norton would shut his computer and and that would be it. And I'd be like, 
isn't there like a fitness division or female body? Isn't someone named Iris Kyle or Betty Parizo going on stage? But there was no one to cover the women. So I messaged the editor in chief of bodybuilding.com and essentially said, I want to be the female Lane Norton because I think, I mean, if I'm out here waiting for the women, there's probably someone else out there. Right. And he said, okay, let's give you a chance. And I worked for bodybuilding.com for five seasons. Okay. Uh, you know, they paid for me to go to Vegas, to Columbus, Ohio. I covered the, uh, the Europa a couple of times. And then eventually that, you know, transition into my job with muscle insider, where I would do the same thing on their Twitter account. Whenever there was an OPA show or an IFBB show in Toronto, I would cover that. Uh, I got a job with John Romano working for the WBFF and I did the exact same thing for their show, but then muscle insider became essentially my full-time job. So, um, I let go of my ties with bodybuilding.com with the WBFF and then became the editor in chief of the Canada's largest bodybuilding magazine. That is quite an evolution. That's yeah. like what, nine, 10 years right there alone, Jamie. That was from 18 to about 25. Yeah. So seven years. Yeah. Wow. That evolution, yeah. man. That was like your foundation of like getting your feet kind of in the bodybuilding world, like at that, at that level and like just rocking it in those first seven years. Absolutely. The bodybuilding world, but also the social media world, right? Cause bodybuilding forums, just like Reddit forums are popular now, bodybuilding forums were your connection to other bodybuilders in other areas of the world. Wow. Wow. So now personal training, where does that kind of come in? Were you tra training clients at that time? I had a few. So I was, uh, I, I knew from the time I was 15 and I had put myself in the gym that I wanted to be a personal trainer. So, um, I had a mentor back in the day and he taught me what I needed to know about personal training. He was the first person who told me, uh, ABC always be closing in everything you do. Again, I'll, like I literally learned that lesson as a 16 year old girl. Um, fell in love with the gym, fell in love with helping people feel better about themselves. Um, you know, got an A in my exercise phys class in high school, which parlayed into getting my degree from York University in Toronto in kinesiology with a minor in exercise phys. Wow. Um, and that's when in university is when I started training clients online before it was cool. And I was a spin instructor at the university rec center. Oh my gosh. So d during the process, basically bottom.com and it was only that, that those years you were kind of doing that at the intern, correct? Absolutely. So wow. because I had authority in, in the bodybuilding.com world, whenever I would post in a thread, a male or female would say, Hey, do you train people? And I, uh, of course, obviously, yeah. obviously but I didn't have any in-person clients. I only had an online roster because um, I was in Toronto and I was in university full-time. So I didn't, I only had time to work before university breaks in between classes. And then after classes finished. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. A little looked in here for a second. I was, was asking for dad. So sorry about that, Jamie. <laughs> so um, I love that. So with that being said, that was like about basically seven or eight or nine years of your journey. And then obviously from there, you met Katie, right? We met over at Super League back about five years ago in Las Vegas. And yeah. instantly we were like trained together the same day. We had lunch together at Jay's gym. We talked about just, just the general stuff about fitness for those for those couple of hours. And then came back. We you know, were talked back and forth for a while. 
And then I got that text message from you back in the day. Mm. Back in January, we we're like, I'm ready to go. I got my my things clearance for like growing, you know, working in the USA. Yeah. I'm married now. And that was like that text about was it like it was January of 2019, Jamie, I believe. It, it was, was January 21st, 2019. Yeah. And that yep. was a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. was it. Totally. At the time, it was kind of funny. Our first call that we had was kind of intriguing because you already were doing online coaching with a lot of clients already. You were obviously, you've been coaching for almost nine, 10 years already at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but kind of take us back to that story because obviously at that time, our first time, I remember that you were, you were obviously charging not very much for online coaching at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was charging $75 a month for customized programming uh, customized nutrition. People could email me or DM me whenever they wanted. Um, you know, and I had, I would say I had about 50 clients on my roster. Um, all of whom either knew me from bodybuilding.com or had found me on Instagram, like period full stop. Um, those are like my one lead gen tool. So yeah, when I came to you, I said, this is not sustainable. I'm already tired. Um, teach me. And you were charging what at that time per month for online coaching? 75. $75 yeah. a month for coaching, guys. Imagine that the quality that Jamie would give in the coaching. Imagine, you know, Jamie Father, she's like all about getting to give them great quality, great programs, all this great experience. And she's only charging that much. I remember the first thing I said, I was like, Jamie, that's like peanuts. Like, why are you yeah. charging peanuts for your training? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yep. Yeah. It was kind of crazy is how fast you evolved over that first 12 months. It was like, oh my gosh, it was like within months, you're like, was it, th I think it was three or four, maybe it was five months. You hit your first, um, 10 K, I believe it was, I remember the progression because it was insane and I didn't believe it. I made 1500, mm -hmm. uh, 3000, 5,000, 7,800, 10,000. So oh, right. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. What was kind of the biggest, I would say the biggest challenge you went through in that first phase of growth. Um, I guess creating the systems mm. because again, I was so used to making customized programming. I didn't know how I felt about starting with a template and then, um, and then customizing it, upgrading it. Um, also, you know, again, the, so that's one system learning the system of Google folders, because at the time my desktop had one, my like, uh, See, right. And now we wouldn't even think of saving it on our computer, but my desktop had one folder for every client. Um, Check-ins were done via email rather than a Google sheet. So every single back and forth was, was in an email. And I don't even know if they answered the same questions every week. There's just, yeah, there was just no system for check-in client management. It's certainly not payment. Because again, I was new to the US. So I was like taking cash from some people, uh, PayPal from others, but also PayPal Canada from like my OG clients. It was just everything was a mess. So I think what enabled me to grow was tightening up one thing at a time, but eventually everything. I love that. Now, what about like, as far as the rates you were charging, like how difficult was that for you to go from 75 to, because you went you, progressively, it was like was 150 $200, you kind of evolved kind of level by level, correct? Yes. So it yeah. did go, it went from 75 to 149, 149 to 199. And then from 199, I branched off and made the three different tiers of um, silver, gold, and platinum. I love it. Now, right now, what do you charge right now as far as your tiers right now, Jamie, in your packages? 199, 299, and 399. 
I love that. A la carte, like life coaching calls as well. So that was kind of your journey from like 1.5K to 10K. Now from 10K to 20K, what was kind of things you, you know, you realized or learned or went through in that journey from that journey of process? Um, I guess marketing, Mm. marketing and lead gen were the biggest differences because the 10K was honestly probably up to 20 was people just coming to me because they liked the content that I was putting out. It was never geared towards getting clients. It was geared towards driving value. And that's not to say that the content I put out now is not, but it's, I'm definitely more of a jab, 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 right hook than jab, 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 right? Like it was, I would never think to add a call to action to any of my Instagram posts before. But now I realize that like, sometimes a client just doesn't know to ask or a prospect rather doesn't know to ask sometimes like I'll still get messages that say, do you do online coaching? And I'm like, shit, I have not made it clear yet. I am still not doing a great job of letting people know what service I offer. I'm there's still too much value, education, entertainment, motivation, but no, like if you want what I'm selling, send me a DM. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I remember one post you made in the Facebook group that was really, it was almost like a game changer post because you mentioned marketing, you know, from like 10, 20 K, right? I believe it was around you around that 25, 30 K a month mark. You made a post in the group about like your avatar, like how you projected the Mm -hmm. avatar you want to focus on. All of a sudden you got followers, unfollowers, all of a sudden your business grew even more. Yeah. Oh, I know the post you're talking about too. So funny. So And you know what? We talked about this when you and I did the uh, UBU Expo in Dallas and people were mind blown when we said you need a niche, right? Because when you're starting and this is totally wholesome and amazing, you're all about customer service for everyone, right? Men, women, children, 18, 68, let's do it all. Um, But again, oh, this is also answers your previous question. The biggest growth occurred as I added more adjectives to my niche, right? So at first it was, it was people and then it was women. And then it was women who want to lose weight. And then it was gay women who want to lose weight. And then it was gay women who struggle with anxiety and want to lose weight. And it's almost like with every adjective, I added another like, 10 more people, 15 more people to my, to my rotating roster. That share alone is worth the whole podcast right there. Like just sharing that one thing was literally a gold nugget all by itself. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's everything that TRM taught me. We have a a training. I mean, honestly, we could even, we could make it a part A and B how to find your niche, but um, you just have to do what's true to you. And, And if a certain type of demographic isn't bringing you joy, find another one. And now I, now I have my people, I have my community. So now that you mentioned that we will come back or come for you for coaching right now through DMS or through your intake form, are they literally your avatar now almost every single time? So it's so funny. And I love this question. I will get messages from people that say, I have a husband. Will you still coach me? (laughs) And it's adorable. Right. And so my next question is, um, do you struggle with anxiety or mental health? And, and if, if the answer is yes, then I will absolutely take them on. And most, most of the time it is right. Um, so yeah, I do. I, I branch off a little bit, but like if men want coaching for me, I, I think I have like three men on my roster, but they've been with me for years 
And they honestly, they struggle with their mental health. So I'm, I'm not about to get rid of them. What's amazing about that though, is it goes to show obviously is as you went, you know, added more clarity on your avatar more and more and more, you, you still, you know, have those clients here and there that are obviously aren't the ideal avatar, but they're pretty close to it. Yeah. These male guys, which yep. you could show obviously you're, even though you're niching it down, yeah. you're still getting those other people coming in as well on the back end, if you want to take them. Right. Of course, of course. And I think it speaks to my accessibility. Like, yeah, I keep driving home the point of like LGBTQ community, women, anxiety. But then, you know, yesterday I got a message from the one of the male clients that said, uh, help coach having an existential crisis. I don't think I'm in love with my career anymore. Okay. Okay. We're going to breathe. We're going to journal about it. Let's hop on a call. We will figure this out. And right. So that's, that was the kind of questions I get. So, I'm, I mean, I love it. I'm in love with it. So here's a question for you. Whenever you hit that income goal, for example, you hit 20K a month and you keep hitting that goal. Mm -hmm. How long it take you as far as it to almost make that your new norm or your new level of like, that's where I'm going to be at. So for example, your first month, you're like, oh my gosh, it's exciting. You're all pumped yeah. about it. Yeah. For you, how long was it before you're like, okay, this is my new norm of what's acceptable or my new highest standard as far as what I'm going to you know, build at to go to the next level? I don't think for me it was if it was ever related to income, it was more related to, I guess, almost my systems and my lead gen. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is when the systems kind of got stale, it was time to elevate. So once just straight up calls to action got stale, you know, I created a hook uh, with Laurent and then subsequently a campaign and a funnel and, and et cetera. And then I ended up getting more leads. And as a result, the income jumped. And then when that was no longer, uh, you know, I don't want to say fun, but like when that became the new norm that people would download the anti-anxiety ebook, they'd be entered into the funnel. If they liked what they read, they'd hop on a call. Um, then the next evolution of Jamie Filer fitness would come and that would be taking Katie on. Right. So it's never been about, huh, how do I go from 20 to 30? It's I want more people. I want to affect more change. How can I bring more people into my ecosystem? I love that. Now, when we were in the expo, you mentioned something kind of very cool. You brought a screen up mm. and you talked about the trips you've been on the last, I think it was like five or six, seven months. Yeah. So I want to talk about that now because I'll shift from like, you know, more of like the business to more of like lifestyle because, you know, your whole goal, I remember this like a year, a couple of years ago, you go, Matthew, I want to make sure I can grow my company the way that actually gives me freedom with my wife. Sure. Yep. And yep. you've done that. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Talk have. about that for a second, if you could. I, yeah, I think, I think that was always the goal, right. To, to be able to do what I do. Cause I never, you know, people are always like, if you never had to work a day in your life, what would you do? I like, I'm literally doing it. Right. So I want to make sure that I never fall out of love with what it is I'm doing or who I'm doing it with. Um, which is why the time freedom was so important to me. Because if I'm answering questions from people with anxiety nonstop, I want to be able to do it from Costa Rica. <laughs> I want to be able to do it from Cancun. I want to be able to do it from like my childhood bedroom in Toronto, right? So that's, and the other reason is, you know, as you know, Matthew, the, the life of a trainer and a business coach is, it's intense. And oftentimes we forget about our mental health and I'm so lucky. You're so lucky as well. We have the most supportive partners in the world that can pull us out of the entrepreneur roller coaster. So to me, it's like, 
I want to be able to take Katie away whenever, wherever as a thank you for putting up with me and, and my crazy life. What's intriguing though about that as well is you're doing this right now. And I, I still remember that we were having a call and like it was over a year ago and you were in Costa Rica, I believe at that time with Katie. Yeah. And it was kind of your first official long trip, you know, with your wife. It was like your first yeah. one you're actually taking a break yeah. from work or having one hour a day. Yeah. Talk about that first experience and how that was for you. It was, <laughs> it was difficult. It was difficult. Um, and I mean, full disclosure, and I think we've talked about this before, um, one of the ways that I ground myself when I have my own struggle with anxiety is answering direct messages. And I know people might think that's counterintuitive. What do you mean you work so that you don't get anxious? Yes, 100%. Why? Because helping people is so my calling that when I get to do it, I can pull myself out of my own head because it's not about me anymore. Right. And at any given time, there is at least two direct messages that need my attention. So regardless of how, when, where I'm feeling anxious, there's a direct message. So it, the irony is that the anxiety of not working because I was on vacation, I ended up picking up my phone, answering direct messages, felt better about being on vacation. If you guys can follow that stream of consciousness train of thought. The other thing is that I'm not just going to ignore direct messages and emails for an entire six days. That's not who I am. That's not how my business runs. So Katie and I have uh, compromised on what's called lap tappy hour. Um, and it's 60 to 90 minutes per day in one block where I'm allowed to open my laptop and take care of any and all business that I need, whether it's making sure that all invoices have gone through, all programming has been written, emails have been answered, DMs have been taken care of. But then at that 90 minute mark, the laptop goes down and we're back to vacation mode. So that's the other thing. Cause the last thing I want um, is to come back to 89 emails yeah. on a Monday. That's not, I would rather work one hour a day from Monday to Friday, than come back to 89 emails the following Monday. That's really kind of cool. Now, that obviously allows you, obviously you can tell almost like that, that aspect of like having balance, but also like focus with your wife mm -hmm. and that chance to be focused for the hour, hour and a half, which obviously is a game changer for you coming back yeah. on Monday. What things do you have in place um, that allowed you to also have that freedom on your trip with Katie, where you could like, you know, have some stress free. It was like, hey, DMs are one thing, but like, what about everything else happening on the back end? Was there stuff in place for that? Great. So Matthew, you teach in TRM, uh, the understand it, build it, book it model, right? Mm -hmm. And for those who aren't familiar with it, it's essentially Monday to Sunday. How are you going to time chunk all of the different tasks um, that come with you being an online in-person or hybrid trainer? So again, over the course of a normal eight hour day, we might have half an hour for DMs, three hours for programming, two hours for sales calls, um, one hour for answering emails and being reactive. Mm -hmm. All I did was condense, understand it, build it, book it to 60 to 90 minutes. So I now had 15 minutes to answer my DMs, 20 to write maybe one or two programs, uh, 30 to answer emails, and then 10 to put out fires. Boom. Mm. And 60 minutes taken care of. So it's about being efficient with your time and, and understanding the framework of understand it, build it, book it. That's phenomenal. Um, one thing you hit as well that I want to kind of bring back if I could, you mentioned the word one word, almost like help people, two words here mm. on your trip. It wasn't about income. 
yeah. it was helping people. And obviously that kind of really helped with your, your anxiety here and there. Yeah. Talk about that because that's, I think it's a really valuable share. That's just like a gold nugget itself. You know what I mean? So there were three levels to a profession. There's the job where you clock in and clock out. You make just enough to pay rent, put food on the table, maybe take your family on one big trip per year, but you don't really enjoy what you do, right? Like when I worked at the Sky Dome in Toronto, hawking hot dogs at Blue Jays and Leaf games, that was a job. Then you have a career. It's rewarding. It's fulfilling, but it's a nine to five that pays maybe a little bit more than rent. One or two big vacations with your family. This was my job at Muscle Insider. It was fantastic. And I had so much like authority and I was friends with Dana Lynn Bailey and it was great. Like that wasn't what I was meant to do. What I'm doing now between being a mentor in TRM and serving my community every single day, it doesn't occur to me that I am working because I am helping. It happens to be that I get paid, but it is so something that recharges my batteries every single day that I get to wake up and do it that like, again, I'm doing the exact same thing and I love it. I'm just doing it from Costa Rica. Like there's no, there's no difference in my life except it's warmer. You know what I mean? Um, I that, yeah. So that's, that's why it's fun for me. That to me just get, get, gives me like almost like some goosebumps because obviously as you share that, you know, you're not only are you embracing that core value of helping people, but you're also enhancing and improving the quality of life with your wife, which is like one goal that you had over a year and a half ago that you've now are putting into place right now, literally as yeah. we speak and you already have. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, share a bit more about that because that was like an evolution that you've now are doing now, but Share a bit about that with our listeners, because obviously that's, I think it's an important part that people don't, don't quite realize or they think it's almost like a far dream, but yeah. well, it's not really long for you. So again, it goes back to, are you treating this like a job, a career or a calling? Because yeah. when it is your calling and you want, and you want nothing more than to work eight to 12 hours, like when you're, when someone else has to put boundaries on you because you're in a state of flow mm -hmm. doing your job then there's not even a thought behind it. But the key there is you have someone supporting you. And if it wasn't for Katie, I'd probably be a workaholic. But again, I wouldn't even wouldn't even notice. Um, I wouldn't travel as much as I do because I, I mean, I'm genuinely totally happy in my little house in Clearwater with my two dogs. Um, but But having her help with not just getting me out of my own head, teaching me that traveling and getting away is okay. Spending my money isn't evil. Um, and now, you know, obviously taking her on as an assistant coach so that she can feel what I feel every single day um, is seems like we should have just made that decision a lot earlier. Wow. So right now you're bringing Katie right now, which kind of is cool. So what, what was that shift for you of like, you know, obviously, obviously you and kind of your, your team, but now it's like you and Katie, because of course you're married, you're a couple, your relationship, but also your kind of business partners moving in a little bit into that a little bit. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It was a natural fit, you know, the same way that I've had two VAs. I mean, I currently have, I have one, but in the past I've had two, each one of them was a client. Why? Because they understood they were gay women who struggled with anxiety, had weight to lose and, and worked with me for over a year. One still continues to work with me. So it was again, a natural fit that they would help in my Facebook group, uh, send outbound DM messages. So, I mean, my wife is like the ultimate in qualified to work alongside me because she's just like me has struggled yeah. with her mental health, has had weight to lose, you know, um, 
understands our community and the language we use and, and the intricacies of it. So yeah, again, it should have happened earlier. We just weren't ready for her to leave her full-time job before this year. I love that. So if we take one more, one more question for you, Jamie, before we kind of leave and kind of end the day's podcast, what's the number one thing um, that you would take away in three years that was one of the biggest lessons that you've learned or embraced on, on this journey of growth in your business? Someone, yourself, Matthew, um, did it better than me. So why would I try to reinvent the wheel and like try it my own way by slamming my head into the wall when you literally have 12 modules that I could just run as a framework and grow my business? It takes the thinking out of it, for, right? Just as like some guy who invented the power hypertrophy split yeah. is a brilliant genius. And now I run some of my templates off that. Why would I change the business model that has worked so well for so many other people in the past? That is absolutely phenomenal. That's awesome. Jim. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate your share on this journey of growth that you've been on and looking forward to many more years of like learning lessons and growth and people we're going to impact. And you're going to impact in TRM over the years, which will be super, super freaking cool. So guys, there's our podcast today. Guys, there's Jamie Fowler for you guys. Follow her at Jamie, J-A-I-M-91. That's it. I got awesome. that right, Jamie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Over there, follow the TRM show at Train, Train Multiplier at Instagram there for you guys as well. There's our podcast, guys. Have an amazing day. Thank you for supporting our podcast, guys. And we're clocking out. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Train Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Train Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.